Iowa everywhere. Um, we'd love to tell you what this podcast is about, but the truth is, we don't know. The CW Pod, at home on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. What's up? We've got not, we're, we're not talking about conference realignment, and we're not talking about gambling. Here for the next 30 to 45 minutes. So excited for that. Welcome to CW Pod here on the, what is it, the first week of August. And I am joined by an old friend, uh, but a new friend to Iowa everywhere. So, okay, real quick, you got to tell us, are you Amber Alexander or are we going by Amber Martin? Because that is your your husband's (laughs) name. I want to make sure I'm calling you the right thing. Alexander. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I had, well, when I was in college, um, I had my mentor come up to me and, you know, I have a maiden name as well, um, also starts with M, um, but they basically said, choose a stage name. Oh, I didn't know that about you. My mentor and my professor, they said, choose a stage name. Really? I didn't know that was a stage name. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. It's my brother's middle name. So whenever... I uh, talked about my brother on TV. I had to refer to him as Warren, even though we actually call him Alex. Because Alex really? Alexander, like, who names their kid that? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Wow, that's... Yeah, best decision I ever made. Honestly. What's your stage name, C-Dub? My stage name is... Um... Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually hadn't had one, but Nighthawk seems like a good one. Thank you, Aiden. I like it. Appreciate that. Aiden's producing the program, as always, as he's always going to do with this podcast. We made an announcement last week. You made the announcement, and I, I'm so excited about this. Um, like, Hassel when I, and John Liebel, when I kind of had the idea of what we were all going to do here, like, I was obsessed with bringing on a weather person. It was always kind of like my, like, dream yeah. for this thing because I knew that we could do the sports thing because that's what we all did. Right. And I was like, man, Iowans love weather, what we want to do. And then all of a sudden, it was like magic. Like two weeks later, you put out this announcement, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is all. I send you Stars one message, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I'd be really into it. And, and we meet, and holy crap, it comes together. And I'm so excited for this. I want to talk about that. But more importantly, I want to get – our audience to kind of know you as a person because what Iowa everywhere is, is we're personality driven in everything that we do. And, um, I don't, I don't see any reason why, like what we're doing weather wise should be any different. So first of all, welcome to our team. Yeah, It's really great. It's great to have you excited. Um, when I got out of the industry, I uh, was heartbroken. Honestly, I, I didn't want to, to quit doing weather. And so when you reached out to me, it was kind of like, um, it, it was incredibly ex- exciting and, um, I am yeah, blessed to, to get to do weather again. Cause it's honestly been quite a while since I've been actually tuned in because I have a full-time job working at Kinship Brewing Company yep. and, uh, I wear several different hats there. So I'm like the director of communications, the director of events, uh, community engagement, and I'm serving part-time. 
Um, and so there's not a ton of extra time to even really look at the weather. So this kind of forces me into it and, um, I'm really loving getting back into it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating field. Like there's so much of this stuff that's just changed over the last like 10 to 15 years. And, and weather is, is a lot like sports in that, in the sense that, you know, when I first got into the sports business, if you wanted to do like sports talk, which is was kind of my thing. You either had to work for a radio station or you had to buy time with the radio station. And then you go off and you sell your advertising and, and you do it. Well, weather, like all of a sudden, like, you know, I watch channel 13 all the time. Like I, Ed's my guy, like Brett McIntyre is one of my best friends in, in college. And I got to know you really well. Um, but then like these guys started showing up on like Facebook and gals when they, it's like, Oh wait, this they're like, they're live. Yeah. Right. And like all these tools just, just developed. And that was where it kind of clicked with me. It's like, you don't necessarily have to be on TV to do the weather anymore. Right. And it's kind of become this thing. Now you got these like influencers that are like storm chasing, you know, and yeah. it's, so that's where we're kind of at here. We just want to be creative. Yeah. And I think um, a large part of it, especially during severe weather, there are times when people lose power and they don't actually have access to the TV. And yeah. so being able to do weather live on your phone and get people that information that they need is so important. So I remember the day of the uh, 2018 floods oh, yeah. and uh, knowing that a lot of people had lost power that day. And so even though Ed is on TV doing continuous coverage, I pull up my phone and get on Facebook and go live for three hours. And it was incredible to know that there were so many people that relied on that information because they couldn't have access to uh, the TV like they normally would. Yeah, and boy, it, it felt, it, it's, it's at least to me felt like the last few years we've had more of that stuff. So we had the derecho. Yeah. And then I live in Bondurant, and we had those tornadoes come through out of nowhere on, that day. Uh, on December 15th? or <laughs> No, not that date. <laughs> I remember that one. Too. It was the one that ripped Marshalltown to shreds okay. that um, same day. We had a um, – I sent it to you guys. I got tornado footage in my backyard oh, yes, that yes, day. yes, yes, yes. That yeah. was uh, July 19th. Oh, there you, there you go. <laughs> it was Almost. the day after my birthday. Uh, we had just gotten back from vacation, and actually that was the first event that I had – continuously did uh done um tornado coverage and so we think of like the tornadoes as our our tornadoes and so yeah. marshalltown and the pella tornadoes those are my tornadoes yeah, yeah. ed i think i covered the bondurant one gotcha um and then he had stepped out of the room and then we had those two warnings kind of pop up um funny enough my my husband was warning on, on some of those tornadoes that's so I, as another aspect of this that i wanted <laughs> to bring in because your husband's a meteorologist yeah. so do you guys just like sit around and talk about like Occasionally. Cumulus nimbus clouds <laughs> no, during no. dinner. I mean, it's a lot more technical than that. I, okay. I would think. Yeah. 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 Um, Did you meet him through the field of meteorology? Um, yes. Yeah. So he's about five years older than me. Um, he went to the University of Oklahoma. Um, Boomer Sooner. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I and know. you're a Nebraska. But, you're a Nebraska grad, right? Yeah. With Iowa State and Nebraska. Right? Um, so or you he's just... actually the Iowa State connection. Oh, okay. I, so I knew this. his mom actually went to Iowa State. So he grew up a huge Iowa State fan and thought he was going to attend Iowa State. But Oklahoma has, like, state-of-the-art facilities. 
professors. They're like it's, the weather. It's known as the number one meteorology school. So even in high school, I thought I was going to attend the University of Oklahoma, even though I grew up a huge Husker fan. Uh, it turns out I'm much more of a homebody than, okay. my, than my husband is. So he went down the, to the University of Oklahoma, graduated from there. Um, I was at Nebraska. So he had, after college, he got a job in the National Weather Service in North Platte. Okay. And when I was at the University of Nebraska, getting close to my graduation date in December 2014, um, kind of thinking about where I was going to go. And uh, most people in the industry know that there's no guarantee on on where you want to go. You don't get to choose. It's a tough field. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot like sports, really. Yeah. Because yeah. there's only so many jobs. Right. And so one day... I had a professor come up to me and say, hey, there's this job opening in North Platte. Well, I kind of had a crush on Corey already. Oh. Yeah. All right. So I was like, the seed had already I'm been planted. Apply. <laughs> Fantastic. Look at you. Yeah. So I chased him for a couple of years. And uh, even that whole year I was in North Platte. So I was I was there for a year. He was there for about five, five years, five, six years. And then I moved to Des Moines in uh, basically January 1, 2016. And he was still stuck in North Platte for another year, but then transferred to Des Moines the year after. So he, he works for the National Weather Service here in Des Moines. Yep. yep. Does he do like the training classes and stuff like that? A ton. Yeah, yeah. I've done those. <laughs> I used to He's do those. He's good at them. He's very good at them. When I was in Southwest, I'm going to do that. When I was in Southwest Iowa, I used to do the storm training. Me yeah. and a couple of like my dad and my uncles would do it yeah. for like fun. And then I actually, for the radio station I worked for, I mean, it was very, um, you know, we don't have, we don't have TV covering us there. So it was, it's kind of like right. it's left to these local radio stations too. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and then the weather service guys will call in, you know, and you'll, and they'll tell you like, yeah, well, it's coming towards Velisca or, you know, yeah. and they'll, that's kind of how people back home stay informed. And I used to spot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a geek about this stuff. Like I'm. I'm fast. Did you, when, when in your life did you know you wanted to be a meteorologist? Uh, I was about 11. Really? Yeah. So sixth grade, we just happened to be studying weather in school as I've noticed that some schools do, not all schools actually study the weather. Interesting. Um, usually it's around fifth grade. So I, or third, third or fifth grade. So I've visited a lot of third grade classes, especially um, to talk a little bit about forecasting and uh, just covering the weather and weather safety, especially. So that's one thing that I like to kind of ingrain in the, in the students to know, because there are areas like Orient or down in those small town areas where um, kids may be home by themselves after school until their, yeah. until their grown up gets home and uh, not know what to do if, if severe weather um, happens. So I always want those kids to be, smart and uh not to panic and to know what to do in those situations yeah i also think there's there's an aspect of this and we're going to talk more about what amber is going to do with us but this stuff's fascinating there's a real aspect of the iowa culture where it's like oh the the sirens are going off let's go outside and get a beer and i'm i'm guilty totally but it's also pretty dangerous right and like there's if you don't know what you're looking at and don't know the relation between you and the storm itself so in some cases you you're you're probably okay if you know that the storm is moving away from you 
um, or it's, you know, it's weakening or you have, have the amount of space to actually see. Some, sometimes people are, you know, within the hills, there's a lot of trees, you can't see anything anyways. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of going outside if you can't really see anything because it could sneak up on you and that, that of course is dangerous. Um, that, that Bondurant one did that because yeah. we weren't it in developed a, right over you guys, honestly. It did. Yeah. I mean, and I have video of it. It, yeah. it was the most, it was the weirdest thing. Cause I was getting ready to go into my KXNO show. We started at like four. It's like, I, I used to always, I had this routine. I'd sit at my kitchen table for, from like one until three. And all I did was show prep and my dog started losing his mind. And we were not in a watch. It was a sunny day. Yeah. And he started like spinning around in circles, like acting like a maniac. I'm like, oh, he's just got to go outside. Yeah. Let him outside. And then all of a sudden my phone's like, yeah. and it's like, you're in a tornado warning. I'm like, what? And I go outside and like, yeah, there's some clouds. And until you've seen it up close, like this thing, and I saw it, Amber, and it's just this little white thing, like kind of spinning around way up in the sky. And I'm like, holy shit, like this is like, that's a tornado. Yeah. And then within 15 seconds, you see, when you see it up close, it's the suction that you don't necessarily get from the video Mm -hmm. that I learned. And you can see literally particles of these houses lifting up and going up into this thing. And I'm trying to finagle my dog while I'm shooting a video for my guy, Brett McIntyre, because I knew that you guys would want the footage. And the other thing is the tr- the train sound is the most accurate. It sounds Good. like a freight train. I've never been super close to one. Um, well, I didn't like want that. to be. Yeah, no, I can't imagine you did. <laughs> and I got the dog inside, and we went downstairs. I will say that. Good. Like we, I didn't stay out, but it literally like developed over the top of us, and that's what you're saying. Like sometimes we don't. You can't warn people. Right. Right. And yeah. like that was a day. Form somewhere. And uh, if it happens to form right over your house, there's not much you can do about that until you actually see it on on radar. And, and then you can get the warning out for, for people that are in the path of it. But where it develops, yeah. you can't really pre-warn a tornado when it hasn't formed yet. So you were never like, because Mac, I know. Again, I went to college with him, so younger Brett, but he was into chasing. You know, he was he he's done one of these with me, and we talked about Parkersburg and and all that. You were never like, "Hey, let's go on a chase." Like, no, no. I hate I hate driving. I hate sitting in the car. Oh, okay. Uh, the last storm chase I was on was the day of the Pilgrim, Nebraska tornadoes. Okay. That was 2014, um, spring of 2014. And uh, that was the two EF4 tornadoes uh, oh, that wow. kind of split the town. Um, it, yeah, scary situation. But um, we were in the car for 14 hours that day. <laughs> and it, you're, you're sitting in the back, squished between two other guys. And it's, it's not a fun time. So most storm chases don't end up with large photogenic tornadoes. Yeah, it's kind of like, but those are the ones that we see. Right. So it glorifies it. And, yeah. Which is kind of dangerous, too, because it then is. it makes the guy like me with the bush light in his hand looking for, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 
most of the time it doesn't end in like this glory and right. but then the, there's these people on on Twitter that like they've made a career mm-hmm. of being these like storm influencers now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that will actually donate toward those um yeah. those storm chasers. They're which, like on Patreon and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah. uh they seem to know the places to go, um but it's a lot in the car yeah i mean leaving your families and it's just no that's not i mean i follow the a lot of these people yeah same and i mean they're mapping it out like two days before like well i'm gonna be in michigan Mm because i think that this thing's gonna pop and it's it's fascinating to me how you guys are able to do that i don't know that i really have that intuition of (laughs) (laughs) like i know there's gonna be storms that day but i don't know I guess I don't have the experience with um, zeroing in on yeah. a certain spot. Um, so it's, yeah, to oh. me, it's just a lot of work and oftentimes no reward unless unless you are very, very experienced with it. Um, it's just not for me. So let me ask you this. Since you, how long have you been out of college? 10 years? Almost 10 years. It'll be 10 How far has the technology come as far as the um, the Dopplers and the you know the stuff that you're going to be using with us and like because yeah. it I'm always fascinated by the accuracy of these forecasts you know these computers and stuff compared to maybe you know like when a guy like Ed was starting out right oh I mean gosh. it's got to be incredibly different it's got to make your job a lot a lot easier yeah right? a lot easier. Um, there, there's one thing called the, the dual pole radar, which um, that has helped us with a lot of different things. Um, it, you're able to, I'm trying to not, um, I haven't actually thought about it in a long time. Well, good. Look um, at me just pulling from the old. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, it's a lot more detailed yeah. um, to be able to give us a lot more information when we're actually not necessarily forecasting, but now casting. Do you rely less on spotters now compared to, because um, it feels like 20 years ago, that was way big. Oh, we got a spotter on highway two that, cause now like you guys will like zero in on these like hooks and stuff. You know what I mean? We can. Yeah. yeah but not every storm has that signature hook. Got it. So, yeah. um, and the farther you get from the radar, the higher up into the atmosphere you're, you're actually detecting or you're actually sampling. Um, and so you may not actually know what's going on at the surface because the radar beam is above that. So you can kind of understand what's happening higher up in the atmosphere. Interesting. You might actually have some circulation higher up in the atmosphere and not down on the ground. And, uh, so we do rely on, on those storm spotters to be able to give us that information in the field because we only have what's, what's outside our door and then where our employees are chasing. But um, if we can get a spotter to confirm what we're seeing on radar is actually what we're seeing outside, that is huge. So we do still rely heavily on mm. storm spotters. Man, it feels like it feels like doing meteorology in Iowa is kind of like being a being a sportscaster in like New York or LA. You got all these you got teams. A, you have a lot. Like, yeah. right? Like, I mean, yeah. what are these guys down in like Arizona doing? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just feel like I could, you know, not 
sure they're good at what they do. Yeah. But like, I mean, you guys are the ones that are out there. It's hard. Yeah. Like it could yeah. be snowing and then it could be like 70 later on in the day. Yeah. Um, there's a story that I'll never forget out of um, a kid that was, I think he grew up in like the, the West Coast. So like San Diego area wanted to be a meteorologist, but like in the Midwest. Okay. Um, because we had so much more to, yeah. to forecast yeah. and to do. Um, and he comes over to just kind of job shadow um, a meteorologist down in Joplin, Missouri. Okay. The day. Oh, no. The Joplin, Missouri. Yes. That's up. like one of the all-time famous ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just happened. To so be, this guy gets his welcoming to yeah, to yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, and just happened to like they had chosen a restaurant that was. Oh man. They didn't end up getting hit completely, but the restaurant they were going to go to was almost completely destroyed. Holy mackerel! Yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite? Like the are. Uh, Am I accurate where the snowstorms are the hardest to project? Yeah. Because they yeah. can just change like. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that, like snow to liquid ratio. And so the amount of moisture that you have have in the atmosphere and the temperature, not only at the surface, but all the way up into the atmosphere. Um, so those are all things that we're trying to figure out. And of course, you don't have sensors all the way up in the atmosphere like you do yeah at, at points on the surface so you don't even have uh sensors everywhere on the surface of the earth um and so it's it's trying to figure out what what to actually go with um what model do you believe um does this one have a bias is it is it typically bringing <laughs> in more moisture we have than we typically see here in iowa so um, it's it's trying to figure out all those little things, and then you have these these little micro, um, just the, these very small things happening in the atmosphere that you don't typically, um, you can't really detect on a national radar or even like a regional radar, um, or you know some of the models that just like would I believe that if I were to see it and it yeah. actually came true? So that's, that's part of it too. Whether you believe what it's showing is actually going to happen. There's a cyclone fanatic thread that our, our users on cyclone fanatic or weather geeks, we have a group of them and they always are putting these like models up with these snowstorms. And it's like, Oh my God, we're going to get 36 inches of snow. <laughs> When's the last time we've got 36 <laughs> inches of snow in one? That's, Are our, that's were our grandparents all full of shit, or did they actually walk to school in two feet of snow all the time? Or is it all changed? Because um, the weather, the climate is changing. Yeah. Right? Like, I yeah. I think even, like, the anti-climate, like, it's it does change. Like, it, yeah. for what are the reasons, that's up for debate. But it does change. Yeah. And I, I feel like, and I'm dumb and I have no data to back this up. I feel like we're like a month behind everything now. Funny enough, when I was when I was little, I had this theory that our um, our seasons were shifting at the age of eleven. Do you believe that now? <laughs> um, 
Doesn't it? Sometimes. Doesn't it feel like, I mean, it stays cold later. It stays hot later. Like we'll have a football game in November this year where you're all in t-shirts. I promise you. It almost always happens now. Yeah. I don't know. This is my theory. I'd have to bring up a lot of data. Yeah, I don't have data. I'm not a data guy. <laughs> and I, I go I off of feel. Love data. Okay, well, uh, we're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so okay, let's let's get into what we're going to be doing here. And I do want to thank our uh, Channel Seed for sponsoring our studio here on Iowa Everywhere. And uh, remind everybody if you are watching this, what day is it? I my days are all mixed up. We're okay. recording this at around noon on the third. Yes. Friday, uh, Tim McGraw tickets go on sale at Iowa Event Center. IVTix.com. It the um I sang if you missed two guys named Chris, I sang the song Indian Outlaw on the show today. So you can go and check that out. Hivetix.com. That's I believe 10 a.m. is the on sale time. Check on that. Uh don't quote me on that. So a lot of people, since you made your announcement that you're coming to do weather with us for us, it, there's questions because well, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, you're not at the TV station, right? right. Like it's and some people think I'm going back to TV. And I'm, <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a hard industry. I don't think people really fully understand how hard. And it's changed a lot. Yeah, it's changed drastically in the past 25 years. Yeah, that honestly, it's not a desirable industry to be in anymore. I would agree. That's why I'm sitting here and not, you know, and corporate media is really hard. And I have a lot of respect for the people who want to stick it out. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Uh, I knew when I interned with Keith. I told him after my internship, I was like, I just don't think I want to do this. Like, yeah. And I loved Keith and like Keith Murphy. And I was just like, I just, man, the like going in at two in the afternoon and getting home at midnight and then just running around. Yeah. Like, it's a hard, it's a very hard industry. So what's cool about what we're going to do, it's not, we, to be honest, we don't entirely know yet. Right. right. Like yeah. this is going to uh, be something that we, we're going to, take input from our viewers and listeners. We're going to, um, we're going to grow like together. Like is we're going to go based on your guys' needs. Um, but I think that why can't we go live if there's severe weather? I can, I can moderate it for you and then you can do your science thing and then I'll, you know, uh, I'll keep the thing going. But what, what, what are some of your visions? With what we're yeah. going to do here. Because, again, like we're kind of f figuring this out as we go. Right. Um, I know through being in the industry that, um, you know, some of our most watched shows were, were Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. um, because people want to know what to expect yeah. from the work week. So um, getting the seven-day forecast on, on a Sunday evening um, is going to be high on my priority list. And then also getting you prepared for the weekend. So, um Thursdays, I, I say Fridays are one of the least watched show days. <laughs> I've tried to explain this to people in the industry. Like if you put yeah. out a podcast on a Friday, it's going to get half the mm -hmm. half the consumption that it would if you put it out on a Tuesday. Yep. Which which seems weird. You think people are always busy on on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then they're relaxing on on Fridays and doing nothing, and they want to watch your you know, watch your forecast or watch or listen to your podcast. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the opposite. We're consuming all the information earlier on in the week to get the information, to be able to actually have fun during, yeah, have fun or be prepared for you know the work week. So we want to crank out these seven days. Cause yeah. I, 
or just as a consumer i i love the seven day yeah and then i i feel like you also kind of have the nuance where it's like oh she's trying to do this seven days out like it's not going to be perfect like most people were pretty good about that right right you know that i mean i'll be focusing on those those first three days so like on a thursday i'll be focusing on friday saturday sunday you'll have that information of the early work week but i'm not going to be focusing on it unless i know there's there's something coming up that's big and that i want you to be prepared for but i'll largely be focusing on the next few days to to get you informed about what's happening so this was a hundred percent your idea and i fell in love with it the lifestyle forecast what is a lifestyle forecast yeah so it's it's whatever you kind of want it to be we all live different lifestyles and um you know you have some people that are into sports and want to go to indycar or mm-hmm. which by the way was was incredible you went to fun. the indycar did. How, did. did the baby react to the sound <laughs> um it, it was okay <laughs> okay yeah it was more the the heat for me and trying oh, to make sure yeah. that i didn't get heat exhaustion and um, yeah understood yeah, pass out in the How, well, okay let's get that out of the way you're very you're very pregnant yes when is the baby coming October 2nd. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. Congratulations yes. on that. Little We're going to little boy meteorologist coming. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was a boy. When did you, did you find that out recently? May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For some reason I thought you were having a girl that no, yeah. but that's Van Winkle. We're having all sorts of yeah. Iowa everywhere. Babies are just <laughs> popping up out of nowhere here. Um, so these lifestyle forecasts. So just a little teaser, like you're yeah. working on one for hinterland. Yep, so Hinterland 1 will be coming out later today. The um, um, State Fair. State Fair. This type of stuff. College football games. Yes. Those were some of my favorite forecasts to put together because I would get totally nerdy with it because I have a little bit of a graphic design, not, not professional background, but I love to work on. You know enough graphics. to be so, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so all the, weather, or all the weather graphics that I've designed for um, Iowa Everywhere, I've done from scratch using canva i think too that i think this thing will really really take off when we get to late fall and winter when people are traveling for thanksgiving yeah. you know that like to me is like where people are really seeking out the weather yeah just feels like it yeah. and like if you know my, my i guess my vision is like when we have like breaking sports news one of the things we want to try and do with iowa everywhere is to go live and I, I feel like there's some opportunity for that with weather because it's not like your old days where you have to break into the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, we're breaking into the voice. And then everybody calls and, like, cusses at you. Oh, the worst, the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah, tell your story. This is a great story, guys. You got you to hear this story. This is an all-time, like, oh weather bloop. Oh, gosh. Uh, probably, oh, it was... So you seem very traumatized by this still. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, wh- I don't even know when the U.S. Open happens. Uh, that's, in the, that's in the summer. Okay. Yeah. So um, we, Usually have, June, we have a, cha- a chance for severe weather that day, and we're kind of watching it. And so this, this is a weekend, of course, and I was covering weekends at the time. Yeah. Um, and you're usually by yourself. So weekdays, you typically have a few people on staff that, that overlap and especially if you have severe weather that day you you typically have somebody else that's that's in with you but um not always on the weekends so we get the um national weather forecast 
ding kind of on our computer, tornado warning, Pella. And you're getting flashbacks of, of what happened in Pella back in 2018. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a populated area. So it's, it's not like, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere and you're warning the two people that live on the farm field. It's a populated area and potentially a dangerous situation because it's going into town. It's not on the outskirts of town. It's, it's aimed right at Pella. And I'm not paying any attention to what's on the TV. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. have time to care. Yeah. And so you're just getting ready. Your heart races. You're genuinely like caring about people's lives. Right. You want to get the right information out. Um, plus you're doing it by yourself. So you've got to get your microphone on. It doesn't always happen in times that you're already in show or close to show. So oftentimes you have to get your microphone on. Um, you may need to change as well. You may still be in your street clothes mm-hmm. and then have to get in your, your dress or your suit. Um, and <laughs> we get on and all of a sudden the phone is lighting <laughs> up. Because I can't be at the er, driving the radar and at the green screen, the phone's right there. Oh, and no. I see it just going off. I think there were like 200 calls. <laughs> and then I start seeing some of the comments on social media. What did you do, Amber? Um, I'm shaking. <laughs> Literally shaking. I had no idea. I had just broken in to the final putt to decide who won oh, the U.S. Wait. Open. Mid-putt. <laughs> and then there's, there's a video that comes out on Twitter. Just showing it perfectly. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Mortified. Is it like an awful announcing or something like that? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it went viral. Something. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, was- well, let me ask you about that. So you're you're there on a, like a Sunday, and it's let's say it's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's in between shows. Does the weather person have the authority to go live whenever? How does that work? Um, it depends. So this is a tornado warning. By FCC law, we have to break in okay. for coverage. Like I don't, I don't have a choice. Is th- so there's like a radius around Des Moines, and if it's anywhere within uh, this, within the forecast area. Okay. So if, it, oh, okay. if it's in your forecast, so if area, it's in Atlantic, you still have to. That's not our forecast area, but understood. Yeah. Okay. But Adair. Adair. Good Greenfield. example. Yep. Yep. Got it. Algona. Okay. So then that's like it's a no-brainer. Yeah. automatic are there times where you have like an option and you're like maybe we should do this or um it seemed like as we were um like the past year the general manager was was giving us it wasn't like our decision because for us it was law we had to break yeah. in yeah. for coverage um i i still don't completely understand um when we could do it and when we when we couldn't break in to TV or because we were at times being told not to break in or to do double screen. And that, that was something new that we had never really done before. And um, yeah, it, it, depending on who the weather warning is impacting. Yeah. It can either be. What a deal. Yeah. So yeah. that's your, that's your all time blooper. <sighs> was cutting into the final putt of the U.S. Open 
to tell us about the Pella tornado. Yeah. Which and there the, ended up being a confirmed tornado that day. So good. It, uh, good on you. Good on you. That's yeah. That's a. I, I've always heard whether people. That's a frustration. Is like, yeah, listen. I mean, or you can. We'll replay the voice for you. Right. Okay. Like we're trying to. We're trying to keep people from dying here. Yeah. It's a hard thing for. What's hard about that is somebody could be watching and, let's say, um, they're they're hanging out in. And there's a tornado in Pella and it doesn't really affect them, but they still get mad because their show gets ripped off. We don't have to worry about that at Iowa everywhere. We just go live. Exactly. And I think um, if, if the industry works the way that it, it should, they should have the ability to zero in on a certain area and give a warning to them. Got it. And not affect that person in Ames. So that may be something of the future. Well, we are, we're going to, again, if you guys have feedback, we, we'd love to do it. We're, we're kind of just piecing all this together, but it's, again, it was a vision of mine from the beginning. Cause I'm like, well, what do people love? What's not divisive? It's sport. Well, sports are divisive. <laughs> okay. That was a stupid comment to make. <laughs> weather is very not divisive. People, people genuinely love the weather in this state. And I think it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait to see where we're at in a year with this because yeah. I, I think that this is a I think this is going to be a we're going to be on like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. So that's kind of what I've been yeah trying to explain to people that it's it's not actually on your TV. It's yeah no on yeah your social media. It's hard to explain because yeah. nobody's really done this before. Yeah, and that's what I've kind of uh, talked to people about as well. You have people that do individual uh, sports casting and put out their own little podcasts, and you have weather forecasters that put out their own forecast but i i've never seen anyone put it together and so uh i'm excited to see how we grow we're gonna give it a shot we bring on yes yeah i think it's gonna be great well thanks for joining me this was a blast and i want to do this more often too because like i've i've always told people we're more of a we we see ourselves as a personality driven company that also does this cool stuff and like we had a couple people there like, well, you guys are a sports company. What are you dabbling into the weather for? And it's like, yeah. who said we were a sports company? Yeah. We never said that. We we started off as one, but yeah. we're evolving into other things. Surprise. Uh, yeah, like I had um, Sam Summers from Hinterland on with me. And like, we're going to do more than just the uh, Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. I promise you. So thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you, Chris. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for you and your husband to to bring the little guy into the world, too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I and I told I told Amber this everybody when when the little guy arrives like you'll probably see him in some forecasts that's okay you've seen my kids in the background of, my, of the videos a million times it's part of what we do you'll so. have you'll have baby crying you'll have corgis barking <laughs> you got two corgis two did you see the video of the Japanese guy that paid twenty thousand dollars to become a dog yeah okay yeah we broke that down I think <laughs> yeah. Aiden didn't he want to be a corgi that guy. No, it, I think it he was, was a uh, border collie. Border oh, collie. it was a border yeah, collie. That's yeah. What it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to be a pretty small human to be a corgi, I guess. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. This was a blast. You can check out all of her forecasts if you're new, Taya, wherever, where because of Amber. And I know that there's probably a bunch of those people. We thank you, and uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And um, 
We'll see you around soon. Thanks for watching. Well, all right, we'll get back to the gambling and the realignment stuff coming up here on Iowa Everywhere. Have a great weekend, everybody. Iowa Everywhere.